What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Welcome back to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. I am Jeremy. And my name is Pam, and welcome to episode six. Well, Pam, before we do anything else, we need to get to the results of last week's episode of our song battles. Uh, we had three song or three rounds rather, where we put uh, a song from each of us up against one another. And I have to say that I admitted that I knew that I had some. I don't want to say fringe picks. But I had a feeling that I was going to be a, some tough sledding for at least one or maybe two of my songs. I did not think that I would get swept in the voting. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, from uh, since I was younger, I was like, sh- you know, I feel like maybe I should work in A&R. Maybe this is my uh, proof. No, I'm totally kidding. But I have the results in front of me. You know how to pick the hits. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Apparently right. so. Well, what one of these polls I was surprised about. I'm surprised. Well, I did win all three. You did. Basically. Yeah. So Let Me Down versus I Forgive You. Let Me Down was 78. I Forgive You was 22. A little surprised about that. I, I'm actually not. I thought it would have been closer. I'm not. You know, and it's funny because prior to even recording that episode, uh, you know, you and I keep very close tabs on our social media and we're watching what people are saying. And one of, uh, in fact, I Forgive You had gotten brought up by somebody in conversation they were talking about how much they hate that song and i'm like oh, oh i think her name i think it was steph i think yeah, it was Stephanie. i was like yeah. oh man just wait until i have to defend that song yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah that oh, was a it. that was a firm butt whooping uh 78 yeah. to 22 percent uh, for let me down uh this was another uh one that i thought i was gonna lose was you love me against the sun will rise i don't know what the uh I don't know what the hatred is about Sun Will Rise. I don't know if it's just one of those songs that didn't connect with people or or what, but I thought that it would have a better showing uh, than 33% versus 67% of the votes for You Love Me. But at the same time, you know, You Love Me was a earlier album track versus, you know, one of the last songs on the record, even though we did the Smokestack versions. But, you know, obviously people know it from Stronger. I was actually surprised about this one because I feel like so many people hate the version with with Kara uh-huh. that they automatically would love this version more. Yeah. So I'm surprised it didn't get more love here. Um, I don't know. It was a little weird. I think it's one of those songs that people just don't think about. You know, You Love Me was a song performed on tour. And yeah. it was a song that, that people liked. I remember people talking about it when the, the Stronger album first came out. Uh, not a lot of people ever talked about Sun War Eyes. And so I'm not surprised in that it's just one of those songs that is sort of people say, oh, yeah, that's right. And that song. Uh, not one of those ones that when people say, hey, what are some of your favorite songs on an album? That's one that comes up. So that one was probably the most predictable for me that it was going to not go my direction. But the final one, uh, definitely I'm surprised about. I'm very surprised. I was convinced I was going to lose by a landslide and I won. Um, it was medicine versus heat. Medicine won with 55% and heat with 45 So they were obviously very close. But I feel like when this was a thing back in 2017, more people were very vocal about heat. So that's why I was convinced I was going to lose. Convinced. Yeah. But thanks, 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 team, for uh, (laughs) hanging on with me. I uh, 
appreciated. And this, I was in, I was on the high school debate team for about three months. So thank you <laughs> for those lovely skills. <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> yes, they were so very sharp in your sticking <laughs> up for medicine. So, sharp. so yeah, shout out to <laughs> not not in the, not in the slightest. Shout out to hashtag Team Medicine. Well, there you go. Those yes. are the results of our very first song battle. Uh, we'll be doing these periodically, so keep an eye out on the podcast for another edition of Song Battles here on Miss Into Podcast. This week, we are talking about a couple of different things. First and foremost, Pam and I are going to share our experiences of being in the virtual audience of the Kelly Clarkson show for season two. And then also uh, later in the podcast, we are going to be bringing on not one, but two fans to talk about their Kelly experience. Uh, it's another My Kelly Experience edition of the podcast. So that is still to come. I'm looking forward to talking to some fans. But in the meantime, Pam, you and I got to have some really interesting uh, experiences being in the virtual audience of The Kelly Clarkson Show. We did. And uh, it was definitely not what I was expecting. I think I had said in a previous episode that before I really knew what a virtual audience meant, I thought you just like watch it. I didn't realize that you're like literally an audience member. You are one of mm-hmm. like 35, 40 people that has a huge screen and will be shown um, on the show. So yeah. um, <laughs> I really did not know what to expect. They didn't really tell you much. Like, listen, I've been to, to a couple of uh, TV show tapings, not the Kelly show in particular, but I've gone to a few stuff in New York and you kind of know what you're getting into. There's a lot of waiting around like in like a lobby usually. And then they eventually let you in. You're in the room for about 60 to 90 minutes and then you're done. And that's kind of it. This was a very different kind of setup because you're home and for, a, for the first hours to, you don't really see anyone. You're just kind of talking with like a producer or whomever it is. Um, Basically, when you first get in, if you do have a ticket, make sure, even if you have a priority ticket, make sure you sign in immediately. Because I know people who have a priority ticket who sign in maybe five minutes after and didn't get in. Yeah. So that's a big, that's a big, big tip. So, okay. So you did your show before I did. You did. I mean, you've, it's been almost two weeks now since you've done your show, right? It's been exactly two weeks actually. And yeah. And so you, you did your, yeah, you did yours well before, um, well before the season premiere. So you sort of were told to kind of keep some things tight lipped, um, and we and actually your episode as of this taping, your episode still hasn't even aired, has it? No. And uh, has it's not even coming up for like the upcoming week. So I have no idea when it's airing. Like what they told us it was going to be about three weeks, but I feel like they usually just say that and they may not actually have a definitive air date yet. They might. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I didn't know anything about it. And usually I feel like when you do these tapings um, non-virtually, you usually have an idea of who the guests are. Um, I had, I mean, I feel like generally none of us know who we're getting into. Uh-huh. Um, but it was cool. Yeah. But I really had no idea. I had no prep whatsoever. So I'm like sitting down and, you know, I check in, I have my license ready. I have a really terrible p- webcam picture of me ready, ready to go. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a very important tip is that if you're going to do the virtual audience for the show, make sure you have your license or your ID ready. You do have to be over 18. 
um, and they will want to see a photo of your driver's license. You also right. have to be a U.S. resident. I know there there have been some instances where Kelly talks about this, and she says, "Yeah, we have people from all over the world." That's a lie. And I want to I want to tell you that now you have to be a U.S. citizen because otherwise you're just not getting in. Like I don't really know the legal reasons why, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um. But yes, yeah, so you check in. There is so much waiting around, and the the thing yes. that I got really antsy about was. I, I don't know if this was just me, but I had like a producer come on. It wasn't in front of everyone, but they were like literally six times. Uh, Pamela, please move a inch to your left. Please move your computer <laughs> screen up a tiny bit. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like I I cannot move. Um, I was a, so I'm not kidding, guys. Like if whenever my episode airs, I still don't know if I'm allowed to say who was on it because it hasn't aired yet. Um if I look angry or really uncomfortable, it's because I had to pee the entire time. You're not allowed to get up. Um, yeah. So I did run during like the warm up guy, even though you're really not supposed to get up. They tell you like you got to stay in your seat. They give you a, mm-hmm. they, they gave us an example that someone uh, in the previous show like during a commercial like yelled, mom, get me a soda. And they're like, guys, we can hear you. You might not be able to hear us. We can hear you. So I'm like, I had to like run to the bathroom in and out in 30 seconds. Not during the show, but even during the show, I still had to pee. Um, Mm -hmm. Because they're like, yeah, you can drink during it. You know, so you can drink, which is nice. Um, I, of course, just had a water bottle handy because I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. um, But I mean, those were the negatives. However, uh-huh. the positives were I got to see the Kelly show and yeah. I live on the complete opposite coast where it films. So it's not like it's really easy for me to just, you know, hop on over to L.A. from New York and go see a, 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 a taping. So that was really awesome. And again, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what, what cover it was. The one hint I will say is that she covered it in 2004 and it was really awesome to hear it again. Um, yeah. The guests were pretty cool. No one I really have any sort of like personal connection with uh, or feelings towards, but it was still really awesome. Um, it was a little weird. I know Jeremy is going to have d- different feelings on me about this, but like it was a little weird. You have to do like little like facial reactions and like emotions like beforehand. You have to like pre-tape them. So you have to be like, yeah, yay or woohoo or just like a silent clap. Um, yeah, I wasn't really used to that, but. Overall, like it was a really fun experience. The hype man, whatever his name was, was awesome. Definitely got everyone dancing and like wanting to be there. And was yours? Uh, was yours J flat? Oh man! Because I, I think they is there more than one. I think they interchange them because our hype guy was named J flat, and he talked about how at one point he was like, "Well, you because know, we were killing time in between like a, a changeover." And he's like, well, you know, this is my uh, one of my three different shows that I'm working on today. You know, today I'm on the Kelly show and then tomorrow I'm on, you know, Dr. Oz. And then I'm going to be helping out with this show on Friday. And so it sounds like it sounds like they maybe on the universal lot. It sounds like they maybe have these like interchangeable virtual stage hands that sort of go back and forth and and help with various shows depending on scheduling. Yeah. Because our guy. Mine was not him, I don't think. Our guy um, took pictures for Instagram and what? like posted posted pictures of our audience on Instagram like within a few hours of the taping. So I was like, oh, well, that's really cool. But it wasn't as cool as I thought 
and I'll get to that story in just a little bit. But yeah, ours was uh, ours was pretty interactive with us. Oh, no. Ours basically just literally wanted to just do like reactions and basically just had us do like the thriller dance. And I was just like, I'm doing this in my chair right now to no one. This is a little <laughs> awkward. So I like. I'm trying to stay in frame too. So I'm literally. just like doing these weird, these weird lurches. <laughs> literally. I'm like, I can't go full out. You know, if I had a drink in me and I was able to stand up, maybe. But no, I yeah. can't do the sitting down. He was really cool, though. Um, As far as the whole experience, again, I'm happy I saw it. But I don't think it was worth three and a half, four hours of my time just sitting. And so I'm, you know, I'm glad I did it once. And I think it's a really awesome experience. And it's a good thing that Kelly and her team are offering. Don't get me wrong. I think it, they didn't have to do this, obviously. And I think it's really cool that they're allowing people from all, all over the country, a lot of which, a lot of who, you know, people, they wouldn't have this experience normally. Um, that being said, though, I did it once and I probably won't do it again unless I knew who the guest was ahead of time, maybe, and it was someone I was obsessed with, but like probably not. But and also I want to also just give more people a chance because they only do allow about 35 to 40 people max per episode. So I definitely want to allow other people in. But um, I'm glad I did it. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not doing a voice one. Because there's probably even yeah. less Kelly on that. Yeah, and I hear that they let a lot more people into the voice one, but that one is more of a, you know, everybody's just, you know, little boxes on a screen behind you, and you're really just, I mean, that's for the super fans of the show. Like, if you really love that show and you just want to be able to say that you saw an episode ahead of time, that's the target audience. But, yeah, I have no desire to to do that. So my sorted history with trying to get into the Kelly Clarkson show is a is a funny one because I had gotten approved for tickets for a show um a, about a week ago and I came in I had okay so another thing that you have to know is that when it comes to where you are seated during your episode is is that they don't want anything in the background like they don't want posters, logos, you know, discernible pictures. I mean, they don't want anything. They would really prefer probably just a blank space. And so where I would be able to do this, I'm in a room where, you know, I've got a Kelly poster on the wall. I've got movie posters. I've got, you know, a shelf full of pop figures and concert tour books. I mean, it, it would be a lot to take away. And so instead I put up a black backdrop like I, I have access to like a back photo black photo backdrop and so I put that up I brought in like actual photography lighting like I lit myself really well <laughs> and I was all ready for it and I had all this stuff going I had like a ring light in front of me and we I sign into the show and I'm thinking to myself all right I'm gonna play it cool I'm not gonna like be Johnny first in line I'm gonna give it a minute and then I'll sign in and so I signed in and I'm in the waiting room and I'm in the waiting room and after, like, you're, we were supposed to be checked in by noon at, like, 12.01 my time. Uh, it said, sorry, we're at capacity for the day. Thanks anyway. Um, and I was really disappointed because I didn't know that they overbooked these things. Another tip, they overbooked these yep. tapings. So when Pam says, get there right when they tell you to get there, do that because otherwise you could miss out on your taping. Um, so they actually gave me a link and it said, hey, we're really sorry. We hate to turn people away. 
email this link to the people at One Iota and they will set you up for another taping, which I thought was really nice. I've heard that that doesn't happen to everybody because um, another friend of mine got uh, bumped from a taping and they just said, well, we'll try to contact you if we have a free space sometime. So um, this is this was rare, I guess. So I emailed the people. They gave me a priority ticket, which is sort of the the top level ticket you can get. And so it was for a week later. So I come back a week later, like the moment that I was available to start checking in, like I hit refresh and checked in. Like, and they said I was like the third person to check in. Um, I did the whole producer thing where, and I think it was like just people from One Iota. I think yeah. they're the ones that sort of handle all this until they actually hand you off to the show. So it's like these random people in their houses and they're like, all right, I'm just here to make sure your background looks good. And the girl told me, she goes, wow, you're really well lit. You have a perfect background. Like you're the best one I've ever seen. And I'm like, fantastic. I'm like, <laughs> here I come front row. Um, and so the downside of checking in right away is that you do have to wait for a really long time. I mean, I sat there watching the same like five or six minute loop of like yes. the best of the Kelly Clarkson show for 45 minutes. Yep. Um, you know, the, the first couple of times that you hear her tell the story about, you know, Oh, you, you want somebody and you want that guy inside of you. You know, it's funny <laughs> the first time you see it. And then about the eighth or ninth time, you're just like, ah, yes. And again, um, and again, um, yes, we're still watching Kevin Hart drinking wine. Yeah. Um, but uh, finally, we get into the show, and they do the whole like, okay, everybody, we're gonna, you know, make sure you're all in your position. And we only had one person that got called out by name that was like, hey, can you slide over about like two inches? I was that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we <laughs> had uh, we had a very uh, obedient audience, apparently. Um, so we get in there, and when you get into the show, they will they will cut to a shot of you on the set. Uh, and the reason, by the way, that I'm able to talk about this is because my episode was recorded on a Wednesday. It aired two days later. Um, so my episode was the episode with Queen Latifah and there was a Sabrina Carpenter. Uh, there was a pre-recorded performance by Machine Gun Kelly. They did she, Kelly taped an introduction to that performance, but they didn't actually show it because I think he had taped it the day before. Um and then they, uh, Kelly and Sabrina did a cooking segment with an old lady over Zoom. Nice. Um, and so the reason I'm able to talk about this is because mine is public knowledge now, whereas Pam's hasn't aired yet. Um, but anyway, you uh, when you first get into the studio, you're sort of watching kind of the background behind the cameras. And then our hype guy came on the screen. And it was funny because he was, he was emoting and showing us all these things. But yet he was basically in silhouette. So we couldn't see him. Oh, um, we could just sort of see his outline. He's like, can everybody see me when I put my hand right next to my chest and then push up? And we're like, no, nobody can see this. Um, but you know, we did all, we did all the pre-recorded, ah, ha, 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 you know, laughing and clapping and whooping and whatnot. We get through all that and they're like, all right, here we go. And they like, they start you out like right away. Like they go right into Kelly Oki. Um, and Kelly did a cover of complicated by Demi Lovato. Confident, not Afro Lovato. Confident, confident, excuse me. <laughs> That'd be a different I, song. I I'm not a, I don't listen to a lot of Demi Lovato. You're so I, I didn't know this. I that's didn't know why, the song That's why well. you have me around. Exactly. Yes. Um, and so, and it was great. Uh, she flubbed up the words at one point. Um, I think if there's anybody that Kelly talks to more on the set, I think it's Lisa, her, um, her teleprompter operator, because she's <laughs> always got something going on with her teleprompter. And, uh, at one point she did, uh, I got to hear the, my, literally, I think this is the first time I've heard Kelly drop the F-bomb. I was going to uh, say I, that. I, I didn't want to yeah. interrupt, but I was like, that was my favorite part of the whole thing is hearing Kelly drop F-bombs like crazy. 
I only got one of them. I got and at least that three. Was when she, uh, that was when she was praising Lisa, her teleprompter. She was just like, you are effing awesome. And I was like. <laughs> Mine was more um, in an angry, like, mother bleep yeah. multiple times. I'm like, yes. Yeah, she didn't She didn't actually screw up too many times um, during our taping. So she did a really good job. Uh, but either way, um, you know, so we and they taped the show completely out of order. So the segments are like these random segments. Um, cause at one point she introduced Queen Latifah and we all started clapping like she was going to walk out on set and they were like, okay, we're going on to segment six. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, apparently that's <laughs> done. Uh, and then she later came on and did the interview over zoom with Queen Latifah. And it's a really, they, she does really long interviews and then they obviously edit them down for, for time on the show. Um, and I think because Queen Latifah was on there primarily to, promote an event that was happening the next day from the airing. So I think what they'll probably do is they had enough content to show the, for the first run version, they showed where she talked about her charity event and they've got enough in the show that they can edit that part out and then put in other parts of the interview so that they can use that for reruns and they're not promoting something that's already happened. Mm, smart. Um, so we get like 90% of the way through the show and I'm like, I'm almost tired from all the like clapping and like whatnot and they're like, all right, now we're going to cut to some shots of you guys. We're going to like pan the room and we're going to, you know, so you guys are going to be on camera. What? So make sure you're whooping and we hollering. We didn't get and that. I'm like, oh, that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is great. And so they, they cut to the shot of the audience and I'm looking at all the monitors and I'm whooping and hollering. And I'm like, where am I? <laughs> I'm like, am I here? Clapping and I'm, I'm like, I should be the only guy with like an all black background. Like I should stick out like a sore thumb. Like, where am I? And I scanned the entire audience. I am nowhere to be seen i am in i'm in none of the monitors and i was i had realized that i'm not in this audience i'm not in this show and uh and i'm blaming you know those two guys those two young guys who are like youtube sensations right now who watch reaction yes they like react to music videos of songs they've never heard yes they're like huge right now they did did a kelly song they're really popular for the phil collins song so they were in the audience, too, because Kelly did a segment with them and they were in the audience the whole time. And I'm like, I know one of them took my spot. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's such a bummer. And so I went, I mean, I was I know I was in the room because I my little like my camera view was in the upper right hand corner. Yeah. I was watching the whole I watched the whole show. So I didn't lose connection with the show, but it, I was in none of the monitors. Did now, you, I haven't. I was going to go say, ahead. did you watch Friday's episode? Now. The way that that's interesting is that I'm in one of the markets that, well, is is terrible because we don't air the show in daytime. Our version of the show airs at 1245 in the morning. What? I know. I know. I'm like one of the few markets. I think it's like us in Pittsburgh that air the show in the middle of the night. And so my DVR records it every day. And so I watch it. I always have to watch it the next day after <sighs> it airs. Um, and if my like my local network airs it at like twelve forty five, and then the Bravo network airs it at like three in the yes, morning. Yes, mine records Bravo every day. Yeah, so um, so I haven't watched the actual episode yet. I will soon, but I'm ninety nine point nine percent certain I'm not in the episode whatsoever. Oh, and so, bummer. sort of to make a long story short, um, you know, I I'm glad I did it. It was fun to watch. It was interesting to watch. I would like to do it again just because I want to get in the dang audience. <laughs> like, I want to see my face on her show. Um, so, but I'm going to wait a while. I'm going to wait a few months or whatever just to sort of let other people have a turn. 
um, especially now that like she was on the show and this was the show again that aired during premiere week. And so she was promoting to people, Hey, go to my website. You can be a part of my audience. So I'm sure that the amount of people that, um, are trying to get in the audience is going to go way up now yep. that they know that anybody can be there. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to give it a few weeks, um, but I may try again. I might try a non-black background. Maybe that was my problem. I don't know. Um, but it was it was really disappointing to spend all that time and then realize in the last minute that I wasn't actually even in the audience and I wasn't on camera at all. So I was like, that was a lot of wasted reactions yeah. that I did. And the fact that by the end it was over, I had to go to the bathroom so bad. Thank- I was like in yes. pain. That, thank you. That's my point. Ugh. Well, I'm sorry about that. At least you got to watch it, though. Which, that is cool. Got to I watch did, it yeah. I mean, th- that, that was cool. So, again, you know, they, they do give you the disclaimer that there's no guarantee you're going to get in on uh, on TV. So they mean it because yeah. you may think you're uh, uh, you're in the audience, but you're actually not. So yep. beware when you do that. But it was still fun. Like I said, um, I may do it one more time uh, just to see if I can actually get into the audience. Um, yeah, we'll see. And that's about it for the virtual audience. Uh, you know, if we do any more in the future, we will also talk about that. And if anyone else has any virtual audience experience that they would like to uh, tell us about, you know where to find us at Miss Into Podcast and on all of our socials. And now we're going to go into our first guest today for our My Kelly Experience segment. Uh, her name is Moni, and we're really happy to have her here today. Welcome, Moni. Hello, Moni. Hey, Hello. what's up, everybody? Hey, where are you broadcasting from or calling in? Yeah, I am in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, yeah, so from from the south a little bit. Nice. Nice. Hey, did you um, when? And of course, now I'm going to forget the name of this. When st- when the radio station, when the star radio station down there that just switched formats, when they did their Christmas show a couple years ago, did you go to that Kelly and Bleacher show? I did. Uh, I, I did. was there too. Yeah, I saw your on the socials. I saw your picture, Jeremy, and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. we were at the same thing. I didn't live yes. in Atlanta yet. My family's been here for a while, so I had sort of like told them I was coming like a day later and did that without telling them <laughs> and got it like got a room at a hotel that night because like I've got two nieces and it's like I just need a minute before I like walk into that situation so yes um but yeah I got that was the first and only time I uh have met Kelly and obviously was you know felt it was a pretty cool thing to have finally been able to do so that's what makes me just it makes me scratch my head how small the world and the and especially the the Kelly fan community really is that you and I have never met but we've just literally found out that we were at the same show like 2 years ago. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually before I, like I think you guys will probably intro what I'm going to talk about. But I just want to say thank you for creating this community for fans. Like I know there's message boards and stuff but like that Stan Stigma episode, I was like, oh my God, there are other people that understand who I <laughs> they am. Get it. Like there's people that get, you know, like the struggle of being, I don't know if it's a struggle, but it's, you know, it's been one of those, like, I have always worn it on my sleeve. I have never apologized for it, but people seem to always think that I should apologize for it. And I've been like kind of a music junkie and people are always shocked to find that like, Kelly is my favorite artist as opposed yep. to like they're like we figured you'd be like into alternative when we found out you were into music I'm like I mean okay I'm into that too but this just happens to be like the end all for me so people assume things people it's 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 not a good thing guys you know what happens when you assume things um, <laughs> no but thanks so much for listening we really appreciate um hearing that and just and you know anyone who listens it's like it's awesome that 
people are listening to just the two of us talk. It's really cool. And thanks for Jeremy for bring, bringing me on board. <laughs> it was his crazy idea. Um, awesome. So Moni and I met, um, you were living in Detroit at the time, right? Ann Arbor, yeah, I came, yeah, yeah. yeah but so we, we met where now, parent? You, you and I, I'm going to say this in the most loving way. We were both crazy enough to travel to a very random state that is nowhere near. I mean, I'm in New York. She was at the time in Michigan. We traveled to South Carolina, what? a place that I never think to go to. But we went to see the final Meeting a Life show, um, and that was a really fun show. But basically, we. Uh, basically met in line and we had no idea who each each other was and we were waiting for like you know three four hours to get in and I don't know we just struck up conversation and then you had emailed us now now it's like a year and a half later and I knew that story I'm like it's totally her it is totally her (laughs) so Moni has a great story that involves Kelly and Meryl Streep and I would love for you to talk about it if yeah if, if possible for sure so I will start by saying like I have, I feel like a dual nature of my fandom to Kelly, which a lot of us do, which is like sort of the sort of like external, superficial, obsessive side where everyone knows you're the Kelly fan and then like sort of the deeper side. And so this is obviously that sort of ridiculous over the top side, which I think Kelly appreciates about her fans. Um, so when the Meaning of Life tour got announced, <clears throat> I was all in like it was the first time I think we can all agree that like what she said the album was going to sound like it actually sounded like there was no sort of discrepancy. Like before it would be like, Oh, this is going to sound like Annie Lennox or David Bowie. And then you're like, the producers got a hold of it and whatever. So I was all in. And I also did the math of like, she's on the voice now. She's just announced a talk show. She ain't torn for a while. So Mm -hmm. I should probably Mm -hmm. go to as many shows as I can. And I was finally in a position financially um, independent as a physician to be able to like carve out the money to be able to go do that sort of thing. And so I picked like tour dates where I had friends, except for Greenville, because that was going to be like the Kelly Junkie show. (laughs) Yes. um, I mean, and everyone will agree that that's what that show was. It was Um, amazing. So the first show was L.A., and my friend who up until that this tour where I did it with other friends was the only friend I'd ever gone to a Kelly show to. We had sort of, I had converted her when we went to our first Kelly show together, the Addicted Tour. That's when she sort of like fully appreciated it. Anyway, so we go to LA, we're in the pit, having a good time. And I'm like talking to other fans and saying like, you know, I've met her one time and it was really cool, but I feel like getting a shout out at a concert would be like the greatest thing. And so they're like, yeah, that would be pretty sweet. <clears throat> but none of us really, I mean, it's, you know, we're in the pit. and she doesn't happen very me. often. No, it doesn't. No. I mean, if there is an artist who you're going to get a shout out from, it is Kelly Clarkson because she has the attention span of a five-year-old. <laughs> but um, so, but it's still hard. And anyway, end of the show happens. We would sort of talked about like, ooh, what if Meryl came out? Because, you know, Minute and a Glass of Wine webisodes always had Meryl. Didn't happen, of course, because that would be not very classy. And uh, the guy standing next to me is like, I think I know how you're going to get Kelly Clarkson's attention. And he goes, you have to bring her Meryl. Like, that's the only way to do this. And I said, okay, that's kind of weird, but I can kind of see what you're saying. And my friend's like, no, I think he's right. I think this is the only way. 
And I started thinking like, well, I can't really print something because I think I didn't have a printer. And I think those stores would probably say it's a copyrighted picture and they wouldn't let me, you know, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, I do what any good millennial does. And I Googled (laughs) Meryl Streep cardboard cutout. (laughs) Yes. And (laughs) lo and behold, the exact same one she has behind her in the webisodes is available en masse through eBay. Oh, excellent. So I order it. And it shows up like I was I made sure I ordered it early enough for the next show that was going to be the Detroit show. And it shows up and I don't know what possessed me to not realize that it was going to be a full sized Meryl Streep. Oh, no. (laughs) But it was good luck getting that through security. (laughs) Bingo. And so I was like, oh, no, this is okay. So how do I rectify this? Obviously, I had to decapitate Meryl Streep. Oh, no. So I had to take an exacto <laughs> knife to, to her head. And this is the probably the only time in my entire life, like, being flat-chested is, like, a blessing. That's amazing. <laughs> because oh my God, I, I got this, I have this, like, J. Crew jacket that I still love. It's the jacket I wore when I met Kelly. It's, like, it is the Kelly jacket. And <laughs> so I put on the jacket, and then I put Meryl, like, through the jacket and zip it up and I'm so flat like no one knows that they're that it shouldn't be that flat oh my god and so (laughs) and so that's how I was gonna get Meryl through security and because I had heard on the message boards like they're kind of being a little bit aggressive about security for whatever reason and uh so it was uh so yeah I got her through security and I went with like three of my friends I had sort of not told them that I got bar seats because they probably yeah and I didn't yeah so anyway we get we get in and I'm like okay so I don't want to make a big scene when I take off my jacket so in the VIP lounge I go to the VIP bathroom and I take Meryl out of the jacket and put it into that ginormous VIP bag yes yeah and so it's just like sitting next to me at the bar for the pretty much the first half of the show and then Facebook Live happens, and I had told my friends, like, please make sure I don't have an aneurysm and, like, actually bring out Meryl. So they're like, Moni, you're up, you're up. And so I pull out Meryl, and um, I, like, I'd sort of had Meryl, like, sort of up, like, when she would come by, like, the whole first part of the show, but I wasn't convinced she'd actually seen it. And I'd like to think maybe I incepted, you know, this moment, but... um So she starts talking and like, you know, I don't do hair and makeup, yada, 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 except when I've met Meryl Streep. And, uh, and that's when I like wave it like crazy. And she notices. Yes. And she's like, I see your Meryl. And I'm just like beside myself. I like lose all functionality. I like losing. I, yes, basically. Like, I think she sang the joke by Brandy Carlisle that night and like, I'm sure it was fine. Like, I'm sure it was phenomenal, (laughs) but I don't remember. Um, And then, like, a couple minutes later, some guy behind the bar comes up to me and is like, hey, can we have that for Kelly's studio? And I'm like, no, you're just trying to confiscate Meryl. Like, that's not cool. And so I totally am a B to this guy. And he, like, looks at me like, wow, you're a terrible person. (laughs) You know who he is. So I'm like, fine. I go home. And, of course, I have to relive the moment when Kelly Clarkson notices Meryl Streep that I happen to be holding. And I realized that right after she acknowledged the Meryl, she said, can I have that for my studio? She said it. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I am 
devastated inconsolable i send like a bunch of panic text messages to my friends like i've withheld meryl from kelly i'm the worst fan ever anyway never fear because crazy moni the fan is at it and so i um i am going to the st louis show which is two nights later with um my gay bestie and we have even better bar seats for that night because I had sort of owed him because I took someone else to Adele a few years ago. So I owed him that. Yes. And uh, <laughs> so we we go and I do the same, same jacket. Actually, this time, since I knew I was going to try to get it to her, I like my friend was like, you should probably like put a little picture since you have a picture with her and then like write, write, write a little note. So it'll be a little more meaningful that way. I was like, that's a good idea. So we get Meryl in, same thing. I like put Meryl into the the bag once we get past security and into the VIP bathroom because it's, you know, very important. And um, <laughs> Facebook Live happens and I was a little more paranoid this time. Like I felt like security was sort of like encroaching That's the girl. on space. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm just like looking out and I'm pretty sure she has like the same security because I recognize them. Yeah, I'm that weird. And, um, so Facebook live happens and I like wave it and she notices it. And I start yelling like, dude, I'm so sorry about Detroit. Like I didn't, <laughs> I and, didn't like, wanted it. I, and I didn't know you wanted. And she's like, wait, the same one in Detroit. Like you're making your rounds. Like this is like, you know, you're at the bar. You're welcome. Like just typical Kelly banter. And then I'm like, no, like you should have it. You asked for it two nights ago. And she like takes it. And I'm like, this is amazing. And she she's very excited. She like puts Meryl up on the little stool that she had her wine glass on. And like Meryl fell in the middle of the song. And like she was like, oh, my God, Meryl, you fell like, you know, <laughs> and um, she I remember watching this. I remember yeah, seeing this. This yeah, is all coming back. Yeah, to me. Yeah. And then she like at the end, she like used the picture. Um, she said, I love you. Thank you, ma'am. I love you. When she like took the picture and, you know, like that picture which she would take with the audience behind her. Meryl was her celebrity guest that night. Um, yes. <laughs> so and then I was like, OK, complete mission in life is complete. Like I have won. This could not possibly be any better. But it was because uh <laughs> For three other tour stops, she brought that Meryl out during yes. Minute and a Glass of Wine. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, And I think it really speaks to two things about Kelly and, and her fans. Like, one that I am not, I, I, I refuse to believe I am the only fan that thought of that. Like, there was definitely another fan that probably but You did it. This. Yeah. But, like... <clears throat> I think for her, it illustrates like what we all have been talking about, which is how relatable she is. Because like if one of my friends got me a cardboard cutout of Kelly Clarkson, I would take it everywhere. Just like she <laughs> to dinner. She, you know, for real. Yeah. 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 Just like just like she does with that Meryl ca- cardboard cutout that her management got her. And so anyway, I just can't even believe that happened. Like this year has been terrible. And I have like I, I compiled a video. I think I sent you guys the link that I edited together um, with a lot of like just random Moni humor in there. But like I have watched that video a couple times just to like make my mood better. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like it's, such a cool thing. It's awesome. And yeah, I mean, speaking of, um, you know, it being hard, I feel in her being relatable, you've also done something else really cool throughout your 
life as a Kelly fan that um, pertains to her music, but also other things. Can you share that with everyone? Yeah. So this is sort of the dual nature, I think, of my fandom. Um, Kelly came into my life when I was 15 and like sophomore year of high school. And then a couple years later, my mom had actually passed away. And um, music has always been sort of how I cope. And I don't play an instrument, but I am like an aggressive listener. Like I'm always looking. That's how I am. Yeah. I'm just like always looking for just like, I firmly believe that like, even if you're having a bad day and you listen to a depressing song, at least, you know, someone else out there was having a bad day. And so every year it's kind of based on this like Hindu or family ritual where like when someone dies, they make like a collection of hymns, like musical prayers um, and distribute it. And it's usually just that one year or that that period when the person's died. But for me, like, I don't really understand my parents' language. And so I had decided I was going to make something that year that was in English. And it was all songs that meant something to me. And there, none of them really were prayers. They were just songs that meant something to me. Yeah. And I gave them to my friends. And then sort of every year since, it's been sort of my way of working through my own grief and working through who I am at that particular, now it's more of like just the state of me more than anything. Like I think anyone that's had to grieve or go through loss will agree. Like there comes a point where it's really just kind of checking in with yourself and like kind of figuring out where you are with stuff. And so Kelly's appeared on pretty much almost every single one. Um, And it's not always like, I don't force it. Like if there isn't a Kelly song that year that like, got me through something then she doesn't go on there but you know sometimes it'll be like a cover like shelter um yeah post katrina cover was one of my favorites she's ever done um and then sometimes it'll be like one of the acoustic versions like that i think it was bbc radio one version of invincible like holy smokes you know just like pure perfection um so i don't know that's just one of the other things like it's just been such she's just been such a visceral part of how I cope with life um like she she talks about how her 20s were crappy and mine were pretty crappy too um mine still are I get I get you on that girl (laughs) girl and when she says it gets better it does I'm excited I have a few more years but I'm very excited (laughs) I can't say that they're always perfect but they're certainly like the the you're it evens out a little better and like but sh- that girl got me through my 20s like hands down for sure yeah and that's awesome like that you know you're able to do something that may stem from your culture but you're able to find it in a way that really speaks to you personally like that that's so cool and the fact that she's been a part of that I mean I know if you get the chance to meet her again, not if, it's more when, when you meet her again, because we're going to put <laughs> yep. that positivity out there. She would love to hear about that, because I'm sure that would make her so happy to know that like she's helping someone out like that. Yeah, actually, I when I met her in Atlanta, we had, um, I had actually written a card that kind of talked about it. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I was like, I don't think I'll ever be able to formulate enough words around her in person oh, to get that yeah, out. And so <laughs> I'm just going to write this card and it's going to be super nerdy. But the thing is, I write cards to my real friends, too. So it's not that weird. Yeah. And I get what you mean by not being able to say the things that you want to say, because I, I had a chance to, to meet her uh, back in like 2009 and about a year prior, I had gotten into a really bad car accident and my personalized license plate said, hear me. And it was sort of like a, a mashup of being a Kelly fan and also just being um, in radio. And I was like, okay, well, this works really well on both accounts. 
Well, like basically the only thing that was left of my car <laughs> was this license plate. Oh my god! And oh my so, god. so I brought the license plate um, with me to the meet and greet. And I had the intention of giving it to her. And so I tried to tell her the story of the accident and everything. And I think I was so like nervous and so wanting to make sure that I got everything out correctly that the way that I told her the story sounded so like dramatic and dire. And then at the end of the whole thing, she was just like, wow, that's really cool. Like that's a that's an incredible story. And the one part that I meant to say was. Here you can have this, you know. Th- you know, I, I don't. I think I may have said something like overly dramatic, like you know, I credit you for saving my life or uh, something like that. I was, yes, it was just one of those like moments yes. where you're just like, oh my god, why did I say that? And she ultimately did not. I, I didn't end up like telling her to take the plate, and so I like I walk out of the of the meet and greet, and I. I'm in a daze, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh crap! I still have this." Oh my god, it happens. You literally black <laughs> out when you're I there. literally you like. Do. As soon as I saw her, I was like, "Just like, can I give this to Brandon?" And, like he was sitting. I was like, "I'm just gonna give this to him before we do what's gonna happen right here." Yeah, and she's like, "He oh. was he was on the couch uh, yeah. behind, yes. like on the other side of the room." Yep, yep. I so I was like, "I'm just gonna give him the card before I forget, because I will forget." Just like Jeremy forgot the plate. Yes. Um, exactly. So, awesome. Yeah, it's just losing well, my mind. Moni, it was so nice to speak with you again. Yeah, absolutely. And Yeah, great to meet you. Thank you for being a first responder. We appreciate it as well. Yes. Uh, thank you for all you do. Appreciate it. Um, you guys are, the, like I said, this this has been really good to have like some nostalgia in life talking about Kelly. So yeah, it's pretty sweet. Thank you guys so much. Oh, you're very welcome, and you're welcome back on any time. If you've got more Kelly stories, we want to hear them. Don't threaten me with more Kelly Clarkson talk. (laughs) (laughs) You know where to find us. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. See you guys. All right, and for our next guest on our My Kelly Experience segment, we have my good friend TJ. Welcome to the show, TJ. Hi, Pam. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, TJ. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for inviting me. We are, I'm so happy to have you on here. TJ and I, um, TJ and I go back a while. We've known each other probably for about 10, 11 years now. And I think we met on like Tumblr back in like the All I Ever Wanted era. I think you, you can correct me on that if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was around then. Um, and it's cool. Like, it's really awesome that technology has allowed, um, people to keep in touch over all these years, especially people who don't live anywhere near each other. I think it's really awesome. And because um, I don't think we've actually met. Jeremy, have we have, have you and I ever met? I don't know if we have. No, yeah, not I was in like, person. I've never met either of you. <laughs> um, but technology is amazing. TJ, where are you joining us from today? Seattle. I live in Seattle. Yes. I love Seattle so much. I've never been there. I want to. Oh, it's a be- beautiful city. It's it's something right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a place. <laughs> it's it's normally a beautiful city. It's a little bit of a hot mess right now. But trust me, once everything gets all cleared up, it's a beautiful city to visit. Yeah, absolutely. I encourage that you do. It's so, there's so much culture and there's a lot to like be learned from, you know, people that have lived here forever. And I I completely encourage it. Yeah, it's on, it's on my, my bucket list for sure. But you've also, you have not always lived in Seattle. You have lived in some other places in the country. Is that correct? Oh, that is an understatement. (laughs) That's amazing. So your Kelly story, I love your story. As soon as you wrote it, I was like, we need her on here immediately. Um, 
you have a multiple state Kelly story and I w- we would love for you to tell everyone about it. Great. Okay. Um, so let me just preface this by saying I come from a very, very big family, like at bare minimum, I have eight siblings at most, I have like 13. Okay. Um, so if you think about that in context of how special it is that some of these things happen to me, it makes more sense. Um, my parents loved Kelly Clarkson. When I was a kid, my dad sat down every single weekend or every single weekend, every Tuesday and watched her on American Idol. And he called in whenever he was allowed to. My dad, who was like the most staunch stoic person ever was like, you know what? <laughs> she deserves a career. <laughs> and um, so when I was little, you know, when you're a kid, you don't like your parents. And so I chose the next coolest girl and I was like you know what Nikki McKibben she's it for me she's it it's gonna be (laughs) that's my American Idol um and so I loved Nikki McKibben until obviously she didn't win and I threw a fit and then like four days later I'm like all right I'm on the Kelly train now right little did I know that that would like spiral so out of control like (laughs) as I got a little bit older um I she was in every magazine every like teen magazine every like Texan magazine everything and so I got them all and I clipped out the pictures and I remember specifically when we lived in Hawaii when I was maybe like 10 I had so many that I could fill up this big wall this probably like nine by ten wall in my room full of these clippings and um my sister used to make so much fun of me and call it my kelly shrine and like (laughs) and she was she was a little bit right um but i'm from anaheim california that's where like i was born that's where my mom lives now and that's where a lot of my story is but the first part of my cool kelly story is that when i was it was a day before my 12th birthday um my dad pulled a hat trick and got me tickets to the Irvine show in Mm, mm. August 1st, 2006. My birthday is August 2nd. Um, It was like a dream come true and they weren't even nosebleeds. And I was so excited. I was like, no way, dad, you got me like middle of the stadium. Like, no way. And he was like, yeah, they weren't that expensive. It's okay. (laughs) I was like, no, no, you don't understand. And my whole family knew, my whole family knew about my, my, you know, I was the Kelly girl. It was weird. Um, it wasn't weird, but they made it weird anyway. But so um, my cousin and I walk into this show. Uh, we were like are waiting at the gates to get our tickets scanned and they pull us aside. I, I thought it was because I was too young. My cousin was 18, but she looked young. But they pulled me aside and they were like, oh, is one of you 18? And my cousin was like, yeah, I am. And then I just kind of stood there while they were like, hey, you've been randomly selected for a meeting. Oh, my God. And it was the biggest deal. It was the biggest deal. I was like, you like, do you ever get so excited about something? You go straight past crying into freeze, you know? Yes. You black out. You basically black out. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what it felt like. I was like, Oh, something's not, there's a glitch. Like (laughs) it was so exciting. And so they were like, all right, well in about 45 minutes, just go ahead and line up here, blah, 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 whatever. Right. And as you and every other stan in the whole world knows, Irvine was a bad night to be Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> yes, that was not the night to meet her, clearly. No, and 
Um, also, as you probably know, um, she's only ever canceled one meet and greet. And guess when it was? It was Irvine <laughs> on August 1st, 2006. Oh, <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Poor thing. And I, but honestly, I was still so excited that I got tickets at all. And she ended up doing a really good show. Um, I, the, it's incredible to me how she masked what was going on in her world and just did it. Um, and, you know, she performed her chart-topping hit, Go, and I was... <laughs> <laughs> chart-topping hit, Go, I wish. Yeah, no, that's... Oof. Anyway, she's done that. Um, but she did that song, and I was like, mm, I'm, like, the first person to ever hear this. Like, Kelly Clarkson's popular, but I know her underground music, you know? Um, and that's kind of when I spiraled into like meeting people on forums like my first forum was on neopets there was <laughs> what yeah there's my first forum was on neopets it was a kelly clarkson neopets like i don't even remember what they were called but it's where like you know all the little the tiny stands like came together right um and from there it spiraled into like myspace accounts and then ultimately a tumblr account where i could because after i got like maybe 10, 11 years old. It wasn't like a cool kid thing anymore. It was like, why are you still into this so much? Um, and I got made fun of a lot for it. And so I'm like, you want to know what's secret? Tumblr's secret. And immediately I like got connected with a bunch of people, you um, and well, just a bunch of people. And I, those were like, that was my, my friend group, like half of my friend group. Um, and they were the people I felt like I could be the most authentic with too. Um, yeah. So that was awesome. And then how do I put this? I wasn't good at money management till I was 25. <laughs> Some people still are and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, that's reasonable. Um, <laughs> but when I was in college, I definitely was not good at money and management. So I was still very poor and I still like did not have a lot of like money to be doing stuff. Um, I moved, I went, I graduated high school in Louisiana and I went to college in Texas. Um, while I was in college in Texas, I was riding around in my friend's car and uh, we heard this like ad on the radio for Sirius XM giving a 20 ticket, like a row of seats and a meet and greet to the Kelly Clarkson show in the Woodlands, which is... That was, that was piece by piece store, right? It was. It was, Pam. That such a good piece of information, too, you know? That was her best <laughs> show. Anyway, um, <laughs> but they were they were doing this. They were like, Justin, to your name online. Ha, 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 ha. And the show was in, like, two weeks. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Well... <laughs> I was going through it that year of college. I think it was like a sophomore. And so at like 9 or 10 a.m., I was in my bathtub with a bottle of wine. And the, that, that happens more often than is probably normal. Anyway, but it, it happens <laughs> all the time, right? But SiriusXM called me and they're like, hi, congratulations. You just won 20 tickets and a meet and greet to the Peace by Peace tour. And I cried. I didn't, I don't think I ever like accepted the answer over the phone. Um, they were like, uh, okay, well, we're going to email you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I just cried so hard that I threw up into my bathtub. Oh, and no. <laughs> um, I, I didn't know what to do because here, here's the predicament for me when I was like 21, right? Is I lived in Amarillo, Texas. 
The concert was in the woodlands. Texas is big as hell. <laughs> so <laughs> driving across it takes like, pro- it took me like 10 and a half hours. Oh I didn't have a car because I was in college. It was like the first week of school. It was on September 1st, this show was. And I didn't really have any friends. I was in like I was involved in like this cult, but that's a whole different story. So those people were like my friends. <laughs> oh my god, I love you. <laughs> and I reached out to some of them and I was like, all right, who's willing to miss class for this? And um I got three friends to join me. One person I didn't really know, um, one friend named Ashley and another friend named Daisha. And they were like, all right, but we can't miss that much school. We have a night class. And I was like, uh, all right, we're going to do our best. So on midnight of like August 30th or 31st or something, we drove. I got a rental car and I drove from Amarillo to Houston. And it took me so long, but I, I couldn't sleep. Like my friends were all like passed out in the car, but I was hyped. I was like, bebopping around I was like I'm gonna play every album and they're not gonna they're just gonna deal with it right yeah (laughs) um and I was just so excited and that I won those tickets and I was like there's no way well considering I only got like five friends to come with me like I had two friends come from Louisiana and then the three with me um I didn't know what to do with all 20 tickets and they were like third row in like behind the pit they were like third row in behind the pit and I was like these are good seats, right? Like somebody's going to want these. So the person checking our tickets, I was like, Hey, here. And I just handed him 15 tickets. And I was like, give these away at your discretion. Um, like kind of upgrade people if you want to. And he was like, that's very nice of you. But don't you have more friends? And I was like, yeah, but they can't come. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yikes. And then my friend and I, walked in like they when I walked when they scanned my ticket they gave me this piece of paper that had like the information I also got the email that I printed out like it was MapQuest or something and I like I had this piece of paper that like gave me direct instructions and let me tell you I took like 25 minutes to study that thing word for word so I couldn't miss anything I'm like there's no okay well how am I but what if, and it was very black and white. Like it was just like, go stand in this line in this area at this time. And I was like, what do they mean by that? Like, <laughs> I was not willing to miss anything. Can't mess it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I walked over to the, the area where we're supposed to wait. And they give you like these badges with like how you got the meet and greet, like whether you paid for it or like, I'm sure, you know, you both met her, right? Um, yeah. And I, uh, time moved a little slower in that line. <laughs> like, you you think, like, because she's behind the screen, right? You can't see her until you're there. And I just, like, this whole time, I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to say to her? How am I going to address this? It's been nine years exactly. Like, it's been, or wait, yeah, nine years. And, um, like, nine years one and one month exactly. And so I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And, like, she was pregnant for the second time. Um, and so you could tell she was a little bit like stressed out. Yeah. Um, which I imagine pregnant people are. I've never been pregnant. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I don't know about you two. <laughs> no. Nope. Um, but she, you could tell she was stressed out, but like happy to be there. I think that on some level, meet and greets or at least meeting people is like a, a fun part of, you know, fame experience. And we got up there 
and immediately, like, she didn't even wait for me to approach her. She immediately just, like, pulled me by the shoulder. And I was like, come here. And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll take a hug. I would love a hug. Oh, my God. Um, and she hugged me, and she bear hugged me. And I don't know if you two have had this experience with her, but she gives the best hugs. She really does. She gives great hugs. Incredible, she does. right? And she, it was, like, I'm small. Like, I'm very low to the ground. She was lower <laughs> than I am. And it was, like, I don't know, like, she tried really hard to put all of her tiny energy into this hug and it was great um so she asked me my name and then she talked to my friend that came with me because you could bring a friend i thought about not doing it as to not share the time however i am not a selfish um she talked to me and then she talked to my friend and she went to go sign not sign something she went to go talk to the people she grabbed our phones because you couldn't like bring anything other than your phone to take a picture with. Um, she grabbed her phone and handed it to the person that was going to take the picture. And she was like, where are y'all from? And I was like, Amarillo. And she goes, oh my God. And then I was like, so blah, 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 blah. Irvine. Oh my God, I've loved you my whole life. I'm so sorry I didn't get to meet you. And then she was like, oh, Irvine. <laughs> Yikes. Bad night for me. And I was like, I know. I'm very grateful for it though. And she goes, honestly, me too. I'm glad you're here now. And so nice. It was so nice. Like, weirdly. Like, how does she stay so down to earth? Anyway. um, (laughs) Yikes. I could go into that for, like, ever. Um, (laughs) But then she was like, do you guys want to take a picture? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. She talked to my friend, too, a little bit, but I didn't pay attention. Um, No. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I want to take a picture. So she pulled us over to where the pictures are taken. Because we were over on the left side. And she, she literally grabbed me by my arm and was like, over here. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do that. And we went to go take a picture and she kind of, I was on her right and my friend was on her left. And so she looked at my friend, she looked at me, she looked at my friend again. And then she like, was like, stop, 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 stop to the person taking the picture. And uh-huh. I was wearing the ugliest dress. I thought it was so cute. I was oh. like skin colored and it just looked terrible on me and I was wearing this hat that I now I thought it fit the aesthetic of the tour but now it was more Stevie Nicks um and Stevie Stevie's awesome it's fine yeah incredible right I love Stevie Nicks but not <laughs> it wasn't a Kelly Clarkson hat I thought I was gonna impress her with this hat um and this ugly skin tone dress that it truly looked like I was naked but she <laughs> was like stop 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 and then she looked at me and she there are those little straps that you use to hang your dress up like I hate those yeah I normally cut them out but I just bought it earlier that day when we went to the mall because we rolled in at like 10 a.m before we went to the hotel uh because we live 10 hours away yep um and so she like got in front of me and like tucked him in she goes oh I'm always so embarrassed when these are showing in my like pictures and I was like thank you Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And so she tucked him in, and um, we we took the picture, and I was so happy to be there. And you could tell she was very pregnant and uncomfortable. And I remember, like before I left, I'm like, "Congrats on your pregnancy!" And she stopped me, and she was like, "You're the first person to say that tonight." And I was like, "Oh, me! I just won the points. She's definitely gonna remember me." Yeah. 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 Exactly. And I was like, no, yeah, that, that was it. It's like when you try to impress your therapist, you know, by being funny. And Literally me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh, my God. 
And so she let us go. And I mean, she let us go. I left. And um, she did an amazing show. And I just had the best night. I was dancing all night. And I, it was just so much fun. But what was really cool about that is the Piece by Piece tour got canceled early. Yes. I forgot about that. I was supposed to go to the very last show. No, you didn't go to the very last show, Pam, did you? You did. Yes, I went to the first to last show. (laughs) Let me tell you, if I had had that second meet and greet stolen from my hands. Oh, my God. You would have just fallen apart. No, I don't know. I'm more of a fight than a flight. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that the earth would have had to answer with her bare hands. And so I... (laughs) I would have been so angry, but I didn't because my show was on, I think, September 1st or 2nd. Her last show was on September 9th, which was the next show in Georgia. I remember when it got canceled. I was so bummed. Oh, my gosh. But I did go up to another show, so I can't complain that much. But wait, I I love this story. Like... A, you're just a fantastic storyteller. I want to just, like, point that out there. That's kind of also why we, we weren't, like chiming in so much because I'm like I just want to hear her talk (laughs) and just like honestly it's like I'm so happy that this this happened to you because yeah it was such a crap experience at first I mean let's be honest like Irvine was terrible but even as Kelly said like she's happy it happened to her because I mean it made for a great album and she learned from it I mean let's be honest I'm sure she just you know she grew as a person um kind of sucked for you you know, however, I feel like that probably made this meet and greet, the one that you actually were able to go to so much more special because you were like, I'm finally meeting her. It was finally meant to be. And like, it was such a great story. Thank you. I think what was cool about it too, is like, as a kid, it was so sudden and I was just so starstruck already and like surprised that I don't know that I could have appreciated it so much as I did as an adult. Like, not to say I didn't slam two beers waiting in line, but (laughs) I love it. Uh, I was nervous. Like, what? Oh, I totally get it. I totally get it. No judgment. Yeah. So, like, I, I had. Oh God, there were Bud Lights too because I was in Houston. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, I had to build up the courage, you know. Ten dollar Bud Lights. I bet they're probably so expensive. Oh my gosh, they were like $9 and my friend bought them for me and she's like, you're only getting one. And I was like, all right, I'll make that too. I'll pay for the other one. I can't do this. Yeah, no, but seriously, like, you know, it's definitely like, it's nerve wracking to go up to someone that you've admired for so long and finally just being like, hi, I love you. It's so great to meet you. Like, what do you say? She's like, thanks. You know, but like, like a normal person would be like, cool, thanks. But she's just so like, she like embraces it. And like, I don't know, she really is like, like a little mom for us i don't know and that in that sense like putting in your, your your little like tags or whatever like thanks so much like getting you ready for like your christmas card i think a lot of the times when i was a kid i got crapped on because they thought i had a crush on her and i did not literally we we just spoke about this in one of our last episodes we literally were like listen it's like not it's not a problem if you do but you literally can't assume that people are just fans just for that reason yeah. yeah, exactly. She was always like my older sister, mom friend. Exactly. Like such a role <laughs> model. And like, so that's awesome. I, I love that story. If you have any other stories, please let me know. Cause I want to hear them <laughs> and we want you on again. Uh, TJ, thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, for taking the time to tell that story. Um, you know, it, it's, it's 
as a fan, it's fascinating to meet somebody who was there that night at the Irvine show um, and to to know where that particular show sits in the lore of all of her shows that she's ever done. You know, that's probably one that, you know, even she will always remember. Um, and just the fact that you were at that show is, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a feather in the cap as a fan. Uh, because, I mean, everyone's going to say, oh, my God, you were at that show. You know, nobody cares. You know, nobody cares that, you know, I went to the Rosemont show or the New Orleans show. No, because those weren't unique shows. Yours is probably one of the most unique that's ever uh, happened on her tours. So um, it, it was a fabulous story. And I'm so glad that I got to hear it. And we appreciate you sharing it with us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, TJ, thank you so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate you sharing your Kelly experience. I It was an honor to be here. It was oh, good to finally you. talk to you, Pam. You too. I love you. And that was, uh, yeah, it was so nice to talk to you. Finally, like, you know, voice to voice, not like just through like, you know, DMing or whatever. So, <laughs> so nice. Yeah, someday we'll go to a show together. Honestly, I know. I love Texas. Well, no, you're, you're, not even, you're not even in Texas. You're in Seattle. I have to come to Seattle. I've never been to Washington or the Pacific Northwest for that matter. So if I do, I'm hitting you up and we're going to go party. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks so much, TJ. We'll talk to you soon. Bye guys. That's going to do it for our episode this week. Want to give a big thank you to Moni and to TJ for being our guests as part of my Kelly experience. If you have a Kelly experience that you want to share, you can send us an email at missintopodcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on all the socials. We are at Miss Into Podcast. Uh, next week, Pam, we are going under the covers. Oh, gosh. Um, we- <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, la, la. awesome. We are going to be talking about Miss uh, Cover Queen herself, Kelly Clarkson. We're going to talk about our favorite cover songs that she's done on the Kelly Clarkson show, on tour, anywhere else you can think of. We're going to talk about some of our favorites, and uh, we hope you get to share some of yours with us as well on socials. Awesome. And uh, until then, we will talk to you next week. See you guys. Bye. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>